0: Welcome back to The Creative Herd, you're listening to episode number seven, where I sat down with a true coffee connoisseur, Matt Hoyle, a lead barista, who also co-runs a coffee pop-up called Stock and Crown. He came over and we talked about how he got started pretty much enjoying coffee, and uh, we talk about getting stuck inside your own head, how to separate your ideas into which ones you should follow. And we talk about enjoying the process and enjoying more of the journey.
1: I'm going to keep my s- sniffs to a minimum. That's my problem and too. And try and pronounce my words for once. Because I'm, I'm a very... Are you a mumbler? I'm known to mumble a lot.
0: Dude, I'm a mumbler too. This is why I'm doing it. I don't care about stories. I just I want to be able to pronounce words better. Like
1: you got you to put that in the podcast. <laughs> The real heart behind this. Yeah, Let's do it.
0: Yeah. Um yeah,
1: so give me like give me a rundown of of who you are. So my name is Matt Hoyle. I'm twenty four years old. I live in Whippy. Lived in Durham Region my whole life. Shout out Durham Region. Durham Region. For life. Um I grew up in Pickering. PK all day. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Yeah, I'm living in Whippy with my with my wife. I'm a newlywed almost a year now. How's that been? It's been great. It's been really great. Yeah. It's been, we've been together for a long time and it's been a perfect natural flow into like the next chapter of our lives together. That's pretty awesome.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And, um, so you're, you're a newlywed. What kind of, what kind of hobbies do you guys have going
1: on? Yeah. So for me, I've been really into music since a young age. Oh, right on. And you play uh, any instruments? Uh, Drums, (laughs) drums <laughs> keys guitar and a sing so yes everything so a lot, a lot <laughs> of things i for some reason i never touched the bass i don't know why it's just something it was almost like it was one of those instruments where someone else would always do it yeah so it's like oh no he'll he'll do it it's fine so uh, what instrument did you learn first uh, drums drums yeah drums was a that was a big pivotal Point when my dad and all my parents' friends were thinking, let's like force Matt to start <laughs> <laughs> like that's touching act, instruments. That's actually how I
0: started. Um, like I play guitar as well. Mm-hmm. And it was the same, like my dad kind of like forced me into playing guitar. Yeah. And there's there like a hump that you reach. You're like <laughs> learning and it's like, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. And then you reach it and you're like,
1: this is really fun actually. Right. I can do it. And I remember at, I guess I was probably about 10. And my dad was like, I signed us up for, uh, guitar lessons at like this local public school where this guy brought all these, I think it was father, son. It seemed like it was a family oriented thing. thing. And I remember just being in there so frustrated because both of us sucked <laughs> and we couldn't do it. And I was just so frustrated. And then I just dropped it. I just wasn't about it anymore. And then I came back a few years later for drums. For drums, um, crazy. That was a funny story in itself because I grew up in church, and my mm. my dad, well, both my parents were always pushing me to get into music.
0: Mm-hmm. Would they want you to be like part of the band on stage? Yeah. yeah.
1: And it was probably a lot of it was because my brother and I would just spend hours in the basement playing rock band. <laughs> if you ever play rock band, you know. <laughs> yeah. And once you get to expert, there's like nothing higher. You're like, you either play a real instrument or you're just going to be in your mom's basement for for the rest of your life playing music. Yeah, dude, that's so good. (laughs) So it got to a point where everyone's like, Matt, are you going to play music? Everyone just asking over and over again. And at that age, I'm just trying to be real stubborn because I Mm -hmm. felt like that was my job (laughs) at that age. And uh, I'm like okay, fine. I'll do it. Fine. I'll just, I'll just go I'll play drums. So and what age
0: were you when you were starting to learn drums? That's probably like still pretty young. Yeah. That's probably 12.
1: It's probably 12 okay, or 13.
0: Yeah. yeah. Super impressionable. Mm-hmm. Um, where'd you go
1: for lessons? Uh, the main drummer of the church. Oh, has okay. a studio in his house. So I went there for, Two years and then after that kind of started a cycle and my brother went After him after sorry after me drums too. drums too for two years And then in the time when my brother started I switched to piano with the same guy for two years so that's kind of how the cycle started and then after the piano died down I Asked for a guitar for Christmas. (laughs) I Don't know why (laughs) So you're secretly musically inclined. So it was just this, it was just this cycle of one instrument after another, just become fascinated with it. So the real question is, do you play any of these instruments still? Guitar, yeah, yeah. I still play guitar and keys. I, I don't have my drum kit anymore.
0: It's kind of a big thing to move into around. an
1: apartment, yeah. And there's just no room. Yeah, there's no room for it, so.
0: Right on. So, besides mm-hmm. um, music and stuff, growing up, what other what other
1: things were you into? Uh, skateboarding. Skateboarding. Yeah. Skateboarding right was a really big thing. It was a really important outlet for me and friends together.
0: Yeah, I feel like skateboarding is such a good. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'll definitely try to get my kid into like. I don't like. I don't want to say I want. <laughs> I want to push them into it, but it's like it's an unorganized sport, like. You are doing it at your own accord. You're hanging out with people younger and older. You learn so many things that you
1: couldn't on, like, a team with a coach. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah. It's just this unspoken thing about it that's so freeing Mm -hmm. and stress-relieving. For sure. That's definitely, uh, like, such a huge aspect of Mm -hmm. it. And I feel that, like, the earlier... This is what happened for me. The earlier you start skateboarding, there's always this brief... Moment in time when you and all your friends are wanting to shoot videos, and they yeah. they are the worst <laughs> videos ever produced. And you try and put the most cheese ball music, and you're just wearing outrageous clothes like pants that are six times too big.
0: Oh, uh, dude, there's so many videos exactly like that online <laughs> that I have filmed with my friends
1: and the fattest shoes you've
0: ever seen. Oh yeah, dude,
1: yeah. for sure. And
0: it's just like, why did I think that was mm-hmm. cool? But that's life. That's being a kid. Yep. Um, Rest
1: in peace to MySpace. Because uh, <laughs> that would have resurrected a whole other life for me.
0: Oh, uh, man. Were you a bit like, big into MySpace and stuff? At that time. Uh, that, that I
1: guess every kid was. That was where we posted all of our videos. Seems like another life ago.
0: It It really was. Mm-hmm. So besides... I mean, I guess that's still pretty young. What what kind of hobbies did you keep growing up? Because, I mean, MySpace died out, so yeah, yeah.
1: you would have had to find new ones. <laughs> I felt like I kept skating until no one did in my friend group. Yeah. And I got to a point where I was tired of skating alone. Yeah. so I can see that. I kind of, I switched it up a bit and started playing soccer mm-hmm. and basketball and I was just into a lot of different sports at that time, so that carried me through elementary and high school. Were you like, what age did
0: you start drinking coffee, or was that even?
1: I feel like it was late high school, like grade twelve, probably when you're feeling the <laughs> feeling the pressures of exams and making it for with grades and.
0: Yeah, it's like, what else can I do? Yeah, to wake myself up. Yeah. that's funny was that like um obviously just like around in your home and you're like yeah i'm gonna do this so i
1: i started it started drinking coffee probably late high school early college Mm -hmm. and a lot of it i think i started like full-on chugging it (laughs) early college just to get through placements and like just long hours places Just getting the caffeine, just getting it, just getting it through. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I think at that time I was working at a local library. That's cool. It was, it was an amazing job. (laughs) People, people don't give librarians enough credit. It was, it was such a good job and I've never had so much peace and quiet in my life.
0: (laughs) So did then your coffee intake
1: kind of drop back? When you were working oh no i needed more because Uh, i would just like want to fall asleep in the aisles stocking books and just
2: tapping tapping
1: out for a few minutes so yeah at that time coffee as a job wasn't a thing i was still just working in a library i probably wasn't even
0: big back then like being a barista is only in the last like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i wouldn't even i wouldn't even know how many years but yeah it's definitely popped off as like a culture hub
1: yeah for sure and to see it as a career Mm -hmm. is definitely a perception that's changing for sure i think as not just as a barista but as any like coffee industry Mm -hmm. employee i think that it's it's gonna keep changing as just waves of different trends come and go for sure
0: i mean it's that's how everything like even in the arts that wasn't like a viable career Mm -hmm. until like until it was it wasn't even like a smooth transition so Mm -hmm. this whole like movement of like um making everything more attainable and people having like their own roasters and stuff Mm -hmm. of that'll it'll be a career
1: like when it is there's gonna be like a very fast transition right And I bring up the library job because it wasn't until I changed jobs spontaneously because I was bored at the library that the coffee interest just popped off.
0: Just drab working at a a library. Yeah. Falling asleep all the time. I was tired of the
1: quiet. Yeah. So I, for some reason, I still don't understand it to this day. I'm like, I'm going to go work at Starbucks. I'm going to go just... Sure. Flip a switch and go from talking to one person a shift to hundreds, millions of people a shift. (laughs) So, yeah, I literally applied, got a job at Starbucks across the street from my house, and I mean that might have had something to do with it. The library was close to my house too, (laughs) so (laughs) it worked out for me either way. And there's just at first it was a lot to. Just start Learn. learning. Yeah. And I feel like there's always that learning curve for people when they get into coffee. They're like, this is a lot of knowledge and things to know, especially at Starbucks. Well, yeah, because they have
0: their own way of doing everything. Mm-hmm. What position did you start in? Just a barista, okay. which is basically the lowest. That's like the entry level thing at Starbucks okay. yeah and then you just have to learn from there mm-hmm. and at this point was coffee still like I need it to get through my shift or was this still. like yeah
1: yeah when I first started there I just took it for what it was and spent a good six months just learning mm-hmm. not really thinking too much of it and at that time I had changed friend groups and just met new people and okay a lot of the new people that I was hanging out with were going to a lot of coffee shops downtown and it just in the area. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'll come. Yeah. Hang out. I'll tag along and see what this is about. And just going in these places, I was just so shook. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, what, what is this whole other world where people aren't like, cramming in the door just trying to get their pumpkin spice latte yeah and running in and out and if you don't do it in time then
0: (laughs) yeah it's it is crazy to to each coffee shop has like their own little culture and their own little like world going on (laughs) inside within it but um it's almost funny because like that you say how different those are because tim horton's starbucks people are like they are taking their coffee and they're leaving in Europe mm. and like, like little coffee shops that are like nooks and crannies to sit. Yeah. People come and have their coffee. Yeah. And there's a huge difference between like having coffee and like taking coffee yeah. because nobody's hanging out. Totally. And like meeting each other by accident yeah. or just like, I'm just going to sit and read a book and have my coffee yeah. and enjoy it and be like, no, no, no. I need this latte and I need to get in my car and I need mm. to go mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I've never even thought about it the way you just said, like, having it and taking it. Yeah. Are completely different things.
0: Yeah. And it's just, like, it's when you think about, like, why, like, for me, coffee in the morning is a very, like, slow and, like, it's a ritual mm-hmm. that, like, I like my morning. I like to sit in some sunlight and have mm-hmm. It's a nice feeling. Mm-hmm. And to think about it, like, taking coffee to go is, like, Yeah. it's just, like, not a good thought for me.
1: I remember when I started making coffee at home. And I was starting what is now my life, just geeking out on it. Yeah. And my parents are just like, "What? What is going on? What are you doing?" (laughs) And I'm like, "Mom, there's mom, dad. There's like so much more to this than what it looks like. I'm doing like I make coffee at home because it slows me down. Mm -hmm. Where so many days you get up and you." you got to be places you're thinking so far ahead of where you are in the present moment. Mm-hmm. And coffee's done that for me in a lot of ways is just helped me be present. Yeah. And I think that's like the unspoken truth of it is it just brings you to a place where like even us right now being present now in this moment mm-hmm. is, um, it's just like an unspoken truth about it.
0: Yeah, it's like it's a it's a coffee thing. Yeah. People aren't going to come together over like water uh, yeah, and water, you know? <laughs> so at some point when you're working at Starbucks, did like the f- the switch kind of flip and you're like I actually mm-hmm. want to learn
1: as much as I can about this. Mhm. Yeah. When I started going to a lot of shops and spending too much money on mugs and just random coffee things, gear and stuff. So you were you into like making coffee at that point or drinking it? It, you, it was transitioning to making it. Yeah. And how all the different brewing devices worked mm-hmm. and why, what the pros and cons of
3: yeah, just making like,
1: coffee this way is and why it's important to do this mm-hmm. instead of what like ninety percent of the world does. Yeah. And it was just a whole other world opening up to me.
0: I think that, and that might be like why your mind switched, I guess, if you're Mm -hmm. like, wow, this is like, there's so much on this end. um, What more can I do? Mm -hmm. And that sparked it. And now you are still in the same, very much in a different spot, not working at Starbucks. Yep. Yeah. Um, And would you say a different position? I mean, it's, seems to be called the same thing but I wouldn't say that you have the same role
3: Mm -hmm.
1: so after Starbucks I went and worked at an independent one in actually in Markham here Mm -hmm. it's just a different learning environment and I really appreciated just being a fly on the wall for that even though my role wasn't exactly what I thought and dreamt that it would be of being a barista yes I ended up washing a lot more dishes than I'd like to admit (laughs) I think I touched the machine probably like a few times.
0: (laughs) So at this point, were you thinking of like, I'm picking up all this information. Maybe I can do what they're doing on my own. Like as you were learning all
1: these things,
0: or was that not
1: even on the radar yet? It was, it was on the radar, but I still felt like it was a long way off.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: A lot of stuff to maybe touch the machine a few more times. Yeah. And there (laughs) was a
1: lot of. There's definitely a lot of pride and arrogance in it that I've done Starbucks, I've done the independent shop, now I'm ready. Yeah, true. I see that. And I've put in my time, but time on the floor doesn't necessarily mean that you have what it takes to run a, sh- a shop or run a business. Mm-hmm. It's just your current circumstance. Like yes yeah. So when when
0: did or what changed for you to start thinking about, hey, maybe I
1: could possibly do this and make a thing of this? I think after working at that first independent shop to where I am now. Like making that switch? Yeah. Because you changed jobs to another independent? Yeah, where I am now in Stoville, The the reason I, I changed was because the new role that I was jumping into mm-hmm. was, in a lot of ways, a leadership role mm-hmm. where I am now is... Training and having a lot of say in things that I didn't have a say in before or anywhere close to it I still am like extremely grateful for it because if that If where I am now like they never gave me a chance and like stuck their neck out for me Mm -hmm. To be in this role like I don't know where I would have after the last shop I don't know where I would have gone.
0: So you basically they basically took a chance on like a
1: dishwasher to be head of yes. staff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Were you nervous
0: taking on this new position or you were like
1: I hungry was, for it? I was, I was both. Yeah. I was hungry for it because I knew that I could do a lot of the things that were expected of me. But for the things I was less experienced in, say the espresso machine, because I barely touched it mm-hmm. <laughs> at my last job. Yeah.
0: At what point did you understand that like I am beyond like, a hobby of of like taking an interest, like yeah, I like my morning coffee. Mm-hmm. To like, yeah, I actually like know a lot about this. I'm really interested, and I'm hungry to like learn all of this mm-hmm. uh, knowledge. And like, it's different and changing
1: into like a feasible career path. Mm-hmm. It's there hasn't been like to be honest, there hasn't been a real cookie cut answer mm-hmm. in my life. It's been like a process of doors opening and closing, and just. Discerning what is truly like best for me and my future and now my family hmm You are very in tune with like this is what I like. I am
0: good at it and I'm also hungry for it. hmm and then We're led in such a way that you ended up in a leadership role and then you're like, mm-hmm. okay This is a feasible like career path. I can do this and support my family mm-hmm. at the same time. Right fantastic and I guess like you were in this leadership role when you're like, maybe I can like make some sort of hi- side hustle through mm-hmm.
3: this.
1: Mm-hmm. So when I was working where I am now, I was reading a lot of blogs and following a lot of breezes in the States and around the world and seeing the ideas that people were coming up with on how to make it a feasible business mm-hmm. while still being involved in a cafe or some people just really risk risked it all and mm-hmm. jumped off the bridge and just selling ice coffees in the corner or something yeah, literally <laughs> and I'm like I can do that mm-hmm. it's not a complicated thing as long as like there's there's passion behind it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah and so that's where stock and crown came from Mm -hmm. which is a business that i co-own with a close friend of mine named matthew as well (laughs) and we we didn't want to call it eminem
0: (laughs) i could see why (laughs) so like were you
1: were you guys thinking and discussing this before you actually did it so so Matthew was one of the friends that I used to go to a lot of coffee shops with. Uh, okay. And there's something about him and I that we just, like, connected mm-hmm. when it came to shops, when it came to, like, noticing little things about shops and what they bring to communities and just super crazy about the whole industry. Yeah. A which coffee. I had never come across before, like...
0: Yeah, so you guys had like the same end uh, like interests, and then this sort of somebody pitched the idea. This premise came up. Mm-hmm. Like, what what was the premise of like maybe it was you like seeing these uh, these other people doing like mm-hmm. pop ups, and
1: you're like, I think we could do a pop up. Basically, mm-hmm. it was a couple things. First, when I started seeing how easy we could just pop up somewhere and do some like serve coffee, mm-hmm. that it didn't really take that much capital and maybe it took a little bit of time, but I w- we were totally willing to put in a little bit mm-hmm. on the side of whatever we were doing. At that time, Matt was working at a shop downtown, and I was working at the shop um, in Markham, transitioning to Stellville. Mm-hmm. And it was when I was driving down the, road, the same road I always took, and there was a painter's cart on the side of the road that was so (laughs) water damaged and stuff falling off it. And it's been, it was actually sitting out in the winter. This was just (laughs) at the end of winter and the snow is, is slowly like melting, just melting off of it, just dripping. And it was outside of a greenhouse where they sell like orchids or something. Mm -hmm. So you're like,
0: I'm going to put this in my car. Yeah. So I,
1: (laughs) I ran up their driveway because I didn't want to just take it. Oh, yeah. Because I wasn't sure if it was a table just to hold the recycling bins or something. Oh, okay.
0: So So you're being a good person asking if you could take it.
1: I I was like, do I really want to base our business off of theft? (laughs) So I ran up to the door and she was... I don't know if she, she was used to having any visitors or... She was petrified of me... Knocking on her door, I was like, "Hey, I saw that cart on the side of the road. Are you guys using it for anything?" And she's like, "No, no, just, just take it, take it." Uh, and she just like slammed the door. Oh, like, weird. all right. So I squashed that little thing in my Mazda three hatchback. Thank God it's a hatchback. Barely fit it in there.
0: As soon as you got the this cart, you were like, "It's a thing. We're doing a pop up." Mm-hmm. So
1: I felt like this was the first step.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, not of course, but like in the mind of like you see something you're like I know how to use this.
1: Mm-hmm. I was passing by it every day and I was like maybe one day I'll go ask and <laughs> True. if it's still there in a, in a few months. Like I was passing it for a few months. You passed it all winter. Yeah. And just let it, you're like, you know what,
0: maybe when the snow's off of it, I'll pick it up.
1: Because I figured (laughs) if it's still there after the winter, then it's fair game. (laughs) So that's where that started. And we put the cart in like my garage, my parents' garage for a while. Mm -hmm. Didn't really use it. And then a friend of ours named Joanna, she was having, she just finished her master's. Oh, okay. And picked you. Yeah. And she was just throwing some party at her condo downtown. Cool. And me and Matt had been just posting random things about coffee on social media. And she asked, Would you guys want to come serve coffee however you want to?
0: So your first opportunity.
1: Yep. And at the time, we we're like, We don't have a name. We don't have mm-hmm. any idea of how to do this. We just found a cart. We haven't served anyone mm-hmm. and is only one way to learn yeah so <laughs> we're like okay a condo in this massive party room thing in the middle of toronto it had like a rooftop garden it's pretty sweet and yeah we just used this massive kitchen counter and just i made i don't know why i did this but I brought an Aeropress, which is a single serve, like immersion brewer, which basically means it's like a tube that you put the hot water and the coffee in and you just let it.
0: Just one cup at a time. Just
1: one cup at a time. And you got to, you got to push it down to push it through a filter. And I didn't bring a mug. There's no mugs in this place. It was all paper cups. So,
0: so you can push down on anything.
1: So, I couldn't push down on anything. So, I'm pushing down while pulling up (laughs) to keep the pressure. (laughs) I don't even know how to explain it. No, it makes sense. Without trying to crush the cup.
0: That's all you brought. You brought this painter cart and an arrow press.
1: So, I brought, we didn't even bring the cart. Oh, okay. Because we didn't know where to. Why would you need it? Yeah, and the condo looked really fancy. True. We just didn't even know what to do with it. So we didn't bring it. We, I brought an AeroPress. He brought uh, a Clever Dripper, which is basically like the similar thing as me, except there's a lock on the bottom where you don't have to push. It just comes out. Mm-hmm. So he had the easy job, Matt did, and he just, la-da-da, filling it up and put, just cranking out drinks so much faster than me. Yeah, And I'm just making a mess over at my station just trying to figure what to do i don't have a mug i don't have anything and basically after all that it was great there's people asking about like do you guys have cards do you have an instagram do did you have you? a name at this point nothing no we're just like yeah we've never done this before and we've just
0: just super just, honest with yeah. everybody yeah
1: yeah we were honest but we we're also trying to keep this mm-hmm. mystery about it where we're like we don't know what it's gonna be yet it might be the biggest thing you've ever known, but just wait. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're just shaking and so nervous, but there's, yeah, there was a lot of encouraging conversations that night. And that was the first glimpse that there there could be something here. Mm-hmm. That's good. So when did you guys figure out the name? So we had a handful of, one day we just sat down. We're like, let's, we got to figure this out. Sure. Just rifled them off. We just got to think of some names and we are the biggest thing for us was we don't want it to sound like it's a coffee company true we didn't want it to be like the bean or the <laughs> cup or that's the thing about the thing about coffee is in coffee's history whenever someone has made something to do with coffee it looks just looks the worst pretty cheesy it would be like a tea towel that looks like your nanny knit it like a few weeks ago or that's someone who just ha- is like colorblind, put it together and it just doesn't work.
0: So this explains why you guys have a good aesthetic.
1: So <laughs> that's why we were thinking so hard about it, because we want it to be something that was relatable and different mm-hmm. and not one of those just atrocious mm-hmm. looking thing. So,
0: so by, from an onlookers perspective, mm-hmm. the first things that I notice is that like you guys are definitely different just from the, um, aesthetic that you like put out mm-hmm. and all the content that you put out. It's not just like a, a classic, like <laughs> coffee beans and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's definitely thought put behind it. And I'm guessing that the whole premise is built off. Like, serving the community and like serving these people that like are around you and like Mm -hmm. just trying to start like conversations.
1: Yeah. So we landed on stock and crown as a name coming from like a faith perspective. Both of us, Matt and I, Mm -hmm. we just believe that there's a God like greater than any like little company that we could throw together. That was just like, that's just like our personal mm-hmm. belief. And we wanted the company to be so much more than what we could possibly do on our own. Sure. And the stock part is basically in building a boat, um, the framework is built on a st- on the stockade. So that's like the strongest part. So that's basically the business concept is serving out of strength. Mm-hmm. And serving out of a place of a strong foundation. So that's where the whole name came from. That is cool. So, and it also helped because we wanted it to, for anyone that heard Stock and Crown as a name, Mm -hmm. that no one would know what it is. Like, it could be...
0: Yeah, it's a massive story that I would have not guessed. Right. So
1: it it could be a coffee company, but it could be... A clothing company. It could be... uh could be an agency. It sounds like creative agency. agency. Yeah, it could be... We could make films. We could make anything. And that was the whole point. And we were talking about this a little earlier when I was saying that I feel like there's so many passions and dreams and Mm -hmm. thoughts that you and I both have. Mm -hmm. And Stock and Crown, for me, is like, just the beginning of what so many of those things could be. So how do you know
0: which ideas to like push forward and which ideas to kind of let go? Mm-hmm. Because the, the ones that you let go are equally as, as um, I'm going to use the word valuable because you need to let things go to like pursue other things and make those things great. Yeah. And if you don't, then <laughs> yeah.
1: everything will fail. A big thing for, me has been a mixture of self-awareness
3: mm-hmm.
1: and just affirmation and confirmation from community around me. So for example, because I was so into music growing up
3: mm-hmm.
1: that naturally I always thought that I would end up doing music for a while. Yeah. Somebody that plays all these instruments yeah. it makes sense. And I would I was always like I'd be down to like sit in a studio all day and produce records and do all this stuff But it got to a point where I really had to choose hmm like I have all these things that I feel like I can do but ultimately I Have to I basically took what the biggest dreams were in in my mind or mm-hmm. what I had written down Yeah And I was like, I'm just gonna sit on these for a while and work on them. Mm -hmm. And then whatever comes, comes true. So it, it wasn't really a cookie cut decision. Mm -hmm. It just kind of naturally flowed out. One of the biggest things
0: that like, I've been trying to do it just in the last couple of years, I've had so many like little ideas that like, Mm. maybe I'll go this direction, maybe I'll go this direction. And I really, like, writing it out really helps. And, like, I've just been thinking, like, what am I going to want to do in three years? Mm -hmm. Maybe, like, and that thinking through that far is, like, maybe I don't actually want to do that because I don't want to be doing that in three years. But And, like, think about it at the very primal state. Like, will I still want to be doing the very bottom rung Mm -hmm. serving coffee to five people in three years? If the answer is yeah, then, like, yeah I'm in it mm-hmm. for sure because like right. I'm still impacting those five people or like right. at least getting to talk with five new people and like serve them mm-hmm. and like hear what they have to say. yeah, so I feel like that definitely um for me at least it was a huge impact on like making decisions mm-hmm.
1: and a big thing that I had to I still am learning is it's never whatever you choose, is not going to be at its finished product when you choose it. Mm-hmm. Of course. Like everything is, gonna, is starting as like a seed, like mm-hmm. such a small little thing to start. But that's why it takes time and effort and energy. And it's just discerning whether or not you think it's worth it, like in you. Yeah. And
0: you obviously thought Stock and Crown was worth it. You guys mm-hmm. are working on it. Mm-hmm. Where, What stage do you think you guys, th- uh, what would you say it's at right now? So,
1: we officially started it just before my wedding last year. Okay. And we've done a handful of events for... um, Not serving out of an AeroPress anymore? No. No. If we do serve out of an AeroPress, it'll be very thought out and organized. And I'll bring a mug. (laughs) But, yeah. So, we did... We've done a few events for um just some people that we know mm-hmm. and even some people we have we don't know just been spreading through word of mouth we really haven't touched social media that much as a business which we- is something we're going to be working on upcoming
0: that's almost like a positive if you're just strictly working mm-hmm. word of mouth mm-hmm. social media comes after the fact and yeah worry about really what's in front of you keep being present mm-hmm. and worry about like if you're already serving yeah. these people, mm-hmm. then they know how good the coffee is. Right. They know how good the company is, and how nice. Because I'm sure that's a factor of like you guys getting gigs. Mm-hmm. How nice you are. How yeah. good the coffee is.
1: Yeah, and we've done we've done a wedding. We've we've served out of this creative space in like near where I live, mm-hmm. like a handful of times. We just got connected with a community of people that want to support people organizing businesses or just pursuing dreams or passions and they meet in this loft and whippy and it would just be all these people showing up with ideas or businesses or just like it could be as simple as like an Instagram account that follows your shoes but I want to be in the room with people that are figuring it out just as much as I am
0: Do you think coffee is like that for you? Like it's more of like a gateway of like, um, to meet people and like open doors Mm -hmm. and maybe that's why you're like interested in it so much.
1: Yeah. I still ask myself some days like where this deep interest and like fascination has come from.
0: Yeah. Well, like it's like on the top level, sure. It's coffee, but on the bottom, it's, it's knowing somebody deeper than like just like hey how are you oh weather's really good
1: i feel like i wanted to note on this for anyone listening or watching was that the opportunities don't just like show up and sometimes it takes like sticking your neck out and being vulnerable like for example for this pop-up i went in like five or ten times just to meet up. with an owner and just like say what's up and look mm-hmm. through clothes and meanwhile knowing that I will ask like
0: yeah you got to build a relationship first yeah nobody's gonna there's a fine line that you have to walk and mm-hmm. show your value and support before you can walk into something and be like hey um, can I just like yeah. have some of your space and yeah they're like I don't even know you yeah but if you build that little relationship they're more willing to say mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: sure. Mm-hmm. And like help you out. Mm-hmm. And the process is people glorify it, that it's mm-hmm. this whole exciting thing. I I know even people look at what Matt and I do and think it's this whole amazing thing that's just dropped in our lap and mm-hmm. every day is like, you're just making coffee and it's working out like perfectly and you guys are all established, but it's, it's, right. it's just like enjoying the ride, really. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you get fixated on money or just obsessing about where you want to be, then you just miss out on being present in the process. Especially in the day and age that we live in with social media and everything moving so
0: fast. It's like so tough to just slow down mm-hmm. and like and be like, okay, this is going to take a while. I like what I'm doing. I enjoy the process. And a lot of yeah. people are just like, no, 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 no. What's going to make me the most amount of money at the fastest rate mm-hmm. and I'm going to do that. Yeah. And everything else doesn't really matter. Right. And everyone's kind of forgetting, okay, well this is actually what I like, but it's going to take like a couple years to maybe actually make some money off of it. Right. Well, I'll just, I'll go get a desk
1: job instead. Yeah. The process. Everyone always says like, yeah, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And to be like Frank, there's so many days when I don't, there's so oh, many days yeah. when I just, I just wake up and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to touch it today.
0: There's probably more days like that for me that I'm stressed out, Right. but I'm like, it's okay because I'm putting in the time now. And that's something that I think about a lot, um, recently and in the past years, like you, I have to put in the time now to get the rewards later. Yeah. And if I want this path and to enjoy the process, I need to go through the stressful days mm-hmm. so I can enjoy the non-stressful days. If mm-hmm. I don't know how bad the bad days are, then how am I supposed to enjoy the good? Yeah, totally, yeah. Do you have any tips for like listening to yourself and 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 going, trying to find your own way and kind of staying on your mm-hmm.
1: own path? For me, I get trapped in my head a lot. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Is that a good thing, do you think?
1: Or is that a bad thing for you? For me, it's been more of a vice sure because well lately it's been more of a vice because i get so wrapped up in the to-do list to get here Mm -hmm. to reach this whatever yeah you kind of just create a fog around yourself Mm -hmm. and get to that point for me i want to suggest just drawing on people around you and being vulnerable which is really uncomfortable at first but asking Like, where do you see me flourish? Where do you see me come alive?
0: I never thought about asking that question.
1: Yeah, because so many people can see things in you that you don't see in Mm -hmm. yourself. For me, like my wife and my friends and just people around me, even people that are just older than me that have lived on the earth longer than I have.
0: Yeah. They so can see everyone has a different perspective. Why not yeah. try to get it? These are just such, like, I would never think about to ask somebody right. like, hey, where do you see me
1: light up the most? Right. And I didn't ask the question, but where I work now, they saw leadership qualities in me that I didn't see.
0: Mm-hmm. So you have like a good support group around you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's more than acknowledging that you have a support group. Mm-hmm but it's using it.
0: Do you have any advice for building something um, like from the ground up and having no way to get it out? Because that's essentially what you guys
1: did. Mm -hmm. For me, we had a passion and a, a vision for something that wasn't really a thing around here, especially for Durham region where we live. Yeah, I can agree with that is where a lot of people think of it as, oh, there's nothing over there, so that means that it won't work. For me, I think that's total 180 flip benefit because that's opportunity that you have. So it doesn't necessarily matter what circumstances...
0: Like you're in mm-hmm, it's just how much passion is behind it. And like right. what driving force is pushing it through.
1: Cause if you truly value your passion and your dream, then you almost like owe it to that to push it through, to push it. Because yeah. if you're like truly believing and like you have a vision for it, that you think, dream about, write about, talk to people about mm-hmm. just comes out in conversation. If you find yourself in conversations and you're always talking about it or wanting to talk about it and mm-hmm. there's a good chance you you should be doing it
0: so that is like that would be if you have a million ideas and this mm-hmm. thing keeps coming up you should pursue it
1: yeah and i think it's being aware of the spaces whether like for me i had the outlet but like no plug mm-hmm. <laughs> like no one was putting me on mm-hmm but to, you knew to be in a space. what you were
0: supposed to be doing.
1: Yeah, but it was finding the spaces where I could, like, step into mm-hmm. and, like, see it happen. So it's, like, finding the holes in your whatever it is and just taking steps forward. Because there's opportunities and there's I see them as, like, spaces, okay. like, holes. And, like, for me, I think of Durham Region as just, like, a big hole <laughs> because... And that hole is my opportunity mm-hmm. where we can make things happen. We just have to find and yeah. like stick our necks out and try Probably. things because when we're trying things, we're taking steps. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's going to go anywhere, we're still taking steps. No matter the outcome. Yes. But also pound on the pavement
0: mm-hmm. because that's you, what I was thinking. You were go, like literally going into these shops, meeting these people that you yeah. previously don't know. Mm-hmm. They have a new space and you're just putting your neck on the line, saying, hey, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Would love to come in and do this for yeah. you.
1: And it naturally flows out of how much you value your vision and mm-hmm. your passion for what you want to do. Like for for Matt and I, Stock and Crown was originally created for Durham region. Mm-hmm. And it's because we like, saw a hole there. Even though there might be shops that... Come, up, come and go and little ones that families open up or whatever, adding more people into it. I think that's why so much of Toronto thrives. It's because there isn't just one place. There's so many mm-hmm. and they all, they're all part of the same community, coffee community. and it just builds it up. So people might be like, why do you guys need to feel like you need to step into this region and yeah. do this? It's because it's for, it's for like the future of, of the region Mm -hmm. it's not just for us it's not just for our business it's for the betterment of all of it
0: do you ever see getting a storefront like is that yeah
1: totally but i feel like the coffee side is gonna be like just a piece like just a sliver of it so that's that's like where the vision comes from
0: yeah you have time to like figure out the rest of the pieces yep um, are you guys serving in like churches and stuff right now on Sunday mornings or something? Not
1: at the moment. No Um, that might be something we would get into mm-hmm. If anyone's listening to this i'd be down <laughs> to chat so right now we're setting up details for this pop-up in downtown whippy And we're gonna be there weekly just weekly just once a Just once a week do you want to plug a chunk of time? Do
0: you want to plug the address or if I have, when I have
1: the details all carved in stone, <laughs> then I will totally right share on.
0: it. Do you like coffee or serving more? Like, would you say serving is a gift <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that you yeah. would have? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like hospitality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's tough. Like,
0: what do you, what do you get more enjoyment out of like, um, making coffee or like serving it to somebody?
1: It's serving it because that's the connection piece Mm -hmm. when it becomes bigger than me and bigger than what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. It's because if I can't, it's like goes back to when I, if I can't skate, if I can't skateboard with people, I don't want to do it.
0: True. It's all about community, all about relationships. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much, that's what makes things fun. Mm-hmm. or like wanting to like pursue it i guess. Yeah. Um one last thing for before we wrap up like give me give me a rundown of like your morning. What's your favorite style? Are you like are you an AeroPress guy every morning? Like
1: are you <laughs> um just a drip? Um so yeah, usually I, I wake up and I just like constantly play music. Mhm. It's like Usually the morning is like something super slow and chill
3: mm-hmm.
0: So where's the where's the borderline for? This are you like do you guys have a thing in your house? That's like play music but no screens
1: before whatever or is it something that my wife and I have been working on lately is Just keeping our phones out of our bedroom hmm So like I'll set an alarm and like leave it in the room somewhere, but as in like like
2: not with scrolling him.
1: just like endlessly. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm trying to like just be more aware of how much I'm taking in.
0: Yeah. Like be a little bit more intentional. Don't yeah. make it like make it an extra step. I find right, right now it's like if mm-hmm. there's no middle step that I have to take to be like, and now I'm on Instagram. Yeah. But if I like put it in a different room, I'm like, I don't really want Total. to go
1: on that bad. Yeah. And I didn't start doing like not checking my phone right away. I was like, Two or three years ago, mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm just gonna try this for a bit and it's kind of like a lifestyle experiment mm-hmm. Just like I'm just gonna try this for a bit. I'm gonna do all the things that I want to do in the morning Where for me, so yeah, I'll wake up I'll I usually go turn on some music. I'll start making breakfast and Make a coffee. I usually make pour overs with the okay. V60 because okay. it's like small and it's easy so single cup. Single cup. How about your wife? She doesn't really drink coffee that much. Okay. She's like very <laughs> caffeine sensitive. Okay. So if she drinks it past like eleven or twelve, she'll be up till like four a.m. Whoa. It's I wish bizarre. I was like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I I ask her almost every day, but I get turned down a lot, but it's okay. <laughs> Still love her. And uh yeah i just make coffee and i usually lately i've just been starting my day journaling just like my thoughts cool of like what i'm feeling i try and just like be brutally honest about Um, like where i see the direction like how i'm feeling about the direction of my life today and
0: so what like what kind of rules do you have um do you is it just like stream of consciousness will you just go to like i need to fill this one page or is it just like whatever's on my mind i'm it's gonna come out i'm gonna put everything on the page and then I can start my day.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a mashup of so many things. Sometimes yeah. I'll find myself like r- writing an idea of something just to get it out on paper. Mm-hmm. My backpack is always just filled with like random sticky notes. Cause if I think of something, I'm just writing out a sticky note and that goes right <laughs> in my pocket and then it just ends up going right back in the backpack, just full. So yeah, it's usually just like a stream of consciousness and A lot of time, like, I'll, like, write prayers or just things that, like, I'm feeling. Like, I'm just trying to really ground myself before a day starts. Mm -hmm. Especially, like, for me being in, like, a hospitality role.
0: Do you think that act of journaling keeps you, like, a little bit more present? For sure. Because then you can be, like, here's what's happened. And now my, like, my mind is clear.
1: Mm -hmm. Totally. And I feel like I'm more aware of the ways that like I think Mm -hmm. and like how I really view things and like my perspective.
0: I get that because you're not like, you're not lying to anybody. You're just like, I just, this is how I feel about this this certain thing. Yeah. Is there anything else that you do that um, helps you be more present other than like uh, the phone thing? Super good. Mm -hmm. Um, Straight on with the music, just to set a vibe Mm -hmm. and then journaling
1: A big thing for me has been a transition after getting married is just choosing like the power of choice. Mm -hmm. And I just believe that like we all have choices in what we choose to do every day. And like that choice is like powerful to say yes to something is so powerful. And in the past year, I've been trying to transition and saying yes, to things that are like truly good for me and like good for my life and career and marriage and my soul like all the stuff that are just like really powerful and for something like so in, invisible it's just you got to you got to choose it seems like you're always kind of like big picture like mm-hmm. looking mm-hmm. just getting like a big picture view mm-hmm. of like what's going on it's funny because when it comes to my life I'm big picture mm-hmm. when it comes to stock and crown I'm so detailed <laughs>
0: just like very invested in what's going on Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right then. I don't know if you have anything for this, but is there any, anything that you would recommend to um, listen, read or watch
1: music? I have to say, I think autumn is like the perfect time, but there's a, there's a duo. It's like two guys and for fall, it's like perfect. They're called Novo Amor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And like, all the music is like so soothing. It's just so good. So, if you could l- recommend
0: music to listen to at a certain time, Novo
1: uh, more every morning. Every morning, you're set.
0: You're <laughs> set. Um, right on. Hit him with. Hit him with the social plugs.
1: On Instagram, um, my name is Matt Hoyle with three T's in Matt because. That one Matt Hoyle, wherever he is. I
0: noticed that yesterday. I was like, wait a second.
1: (laughs) I'm pretty sure he's got like no photos and like 20 followers. Oh man,
2: one of those. Um,
1: And no matter how many times I report him, (laughs) he doesn't go anywhere. (laughs) He is content to stay.
0: So Matt with three Ts on Instagram. Matt
1: with three Ts, Hoyle. M-A-T-T-T-H-O-Y-L-E. And on Facebook, it's just my name, Matt Hoyle. And to find uh, our business, Stock and Crown is just spelt out on Instagram. S-T-O-C-K-A-N-D-C-R-O-W-N. And that pop-up in Whippy. And the pop-up will be on Stock and Crown Instagram. Next month. So just stay tuned. Uh, probably. This month? Might be this month. Cool. We'll stay tuned. Today. No, next month. Next month. Next stay month. tuned October. on the
0: Instagram. Yeah. Thanks for coming, man. Thanks for listening. Go over to Stock and Crown on Instagram. Um, check out where their next pop-up is going to be. Matt's a great guy, and you should definitely let him serve you a cup of coffee. And as always, if you have anything to say or comment or suggest for the podcast, shoot me an email at hello at
2: thecreativeherd.ca.